welcome one and all to the Sydney Comedy Festival, presented by Young Henrys. We'd like to begin by acknowledging that we gather on Gadigal land and pay our respects to their elders past and present. Now sit back, relax and get ready for tonight's show. Well, hello! No! 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 This is, that's the most aggressive one of the tour, by far. You guys, and you stopped, like it was a conductor stopped that you. That was wonderful. No, 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 no. Better, better, better. It's better, it's better. It's closer. I like it more. <sighs> Garfy. They've started drinking gin and tonics from a can, so I don't know what your country's done to him, but he's not the same. We haven't been there that long. Let's go. But now he's canning gin and tonics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, we don't need you. I can do it. Here, listening to the dollop. This is a uh, his American history podcast, sometimes Australian. Each sure. week? Where each week, I, I lover of doing laundry, man with chocolate at home, lacer of tennis shoes, Dave Anthony reads a story from American, and again, sometimes Australian, History to my best friend, idol, hero, bedmate, lover. Deluded. It's not your turn yet, asshole. Best friend. Gary Reynolds. You're a real son of a bitch. We have two fantastic guests, men of honor. Men of class, men we love, men who we had Thai food with backstage. Old men. Fantastic comedians. Give it up for Will Anderson and Justin Hamilton, everybody. A four-guester. The rare four-guester. A four-guester. Wherever you want to be, baby. Finally. Finally, four middle-aged white guys to get this eye. <laughs> We're back. We are brought to you in part by Squarespace. Squarespace, of course, a domain, website, online store, marketing tool, analytics, all in one situation. They got it all. I've been working with Squarespace for well over 10 years. We used to play intramural college basketball together. That's how long we've been together. I got my website with Squarespace. Gareth has his website with Squarespace. And then, of course, we have the adultpodcast.com where you can get all your tour information. And we have our sources page with Squarespace. So we're all in. We're 100% in. The ship goes down. We all go down together. I first started working with Squarespace because it's so easy to use. It looks great. All their templates look crisp and clean. And for a guy like me who always has trouble with the interwebs, and just trying to get stuff to work. The functionality is super easy. And then they got everything you need. You know, they got e-commerce. They got domains. They got marketing tools. They got analytics. 
They got a what's it? They got twenty four seven award winning customer support. You never have to upgrade anything. How beautiful is that? You just woke, wake up one day and you go, oh, it's been upgraded. So look, we can't recommend Squarespace enough. So here's what I want you to do. Head over to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And we are also brought to you in part by Babbel. Look, you got a lot of summer traveling going on, going abroad. You want to immerse yourself in the culture? It's the perfect time to start using Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app. It's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Super fun, easy, bite-sized language lessons. And you still got time to learn before your vacation. You can crank them out. With Babbel, you'll need like 10 minutes to finish a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel has actual human beings, language experts, over 150 of them. They put everything together. And you can choose from 14 different languages. There are a ton of ways to learn with Babbel. Besides lessons, you can uh, t- listen to podcasts. There's games. There's videos. There's stories. They even have live classes. For me, the quick lessons are super easy because you can fit them in whenever you want. 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Babbel also has a 20-day money-back guarantee. So you're going to want to start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. I did. Hola. See? I'm doing my best to learn Spanish so I can uh, get on El Dollop. Yes, the Spanish language Dollop. And with Babbel, I'll be able to get there. So look, right now, save 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash dollop. That's babbel.com slash dollop for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Uh, we're also brought to you in part by Everlane. Now, you guys know us here at the Dollop. We, uh, of course, very much care about uh, labor, how people are treated, how workers are treated, how the environment is treated. And that's why we are happy to work with Everlane. Everlane is committed to doing the right thing uh, from, from start to finish. They're partnering with responsible factories and ensuring every piece of clothing looks and feels great for years to come. These days, I'm pretty much always found in a uh, French terry pant. Very soft pant, like a sweat pant type situation, but it looks nice. It's not like a sloppy sweat pant. And I got shirts from uh, Everlane. I got jeans from Everlane. I'm full on Everlane. So is Gareth. Gareth, that's all he wears now. That's it. He's fully in. And for us, their approach, finding socially responsible factories through third-party audits with certified partners, designing timeless clothes you can wear for a long time with quality materials, Durability, longevity, those are all really important things for the environment. And then, of course, they got transparency and production costs for every single item. So this is the kind of clothing operation that we need everywhere. And right now, Everlane is leading the way. And Everlane has true cost transparency. Look, you have a right to know the actual price of uh, the making of your clothes. So Everlane shows you the cost behind the production of every piece, from materials and labor to duties and transport. So with Everlane, you get designer quality without the designer markup. And the clothes are great. They look great. So look, if you want to do things differently from your core to your closet, shop Everlane. Go to everlane.com slash dollop and sign up for 100% off your first order. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash dollop and sign up. Everlane, helping people live their best lives with the least impact on the planet. And if you want to see what they look like, just go to a live show. We're wearing it. And speaking of live shows, let's get back to this one. Our guests, Will Anderson and Justin Hamilton, we recorded this live at the Enmore Theater. June 24th, 1861! 
Penguins were... No, I wouldn't do that. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Jeez. I would never do something oh, like that. This I is the comeback. Like, don't bring me I into that one. I would never do that. sequel. Mate. Absolutely <laughs> never do that to a It's where the people. penguins come back. Yeah. It's fine. This one's good. They learn how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get a hold of them. William Charles Wentworth. <laughs> Fucking hell, is he behind us? What happened? I... William Charles Wentworth. Firstly, I will not disparage another William. It's professional courtesy. But yeah. uh, WCW, this is like, I'm, I'm strapped in, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Was born on a ship off the coast of the penal colony of Norfolk Island. Mm -hmm. ah. Do you know where that is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. It's, well, it's, it's next left. to Southfolk, and it's... Yeah. It's a little wet folk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was also given life by a penal colony, too, if you think about it. <laughs> you better not be mean mugging me all night with my dumb jokes, sir. This is going to be a long <laughs> show. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is an island between two places that are now known as Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, Norfolk. Mm -hmm. uh, William's father was Darcy Wentworth. He was a surgeon who, at one point, tried to boost his income by becoming a highway robber in England. Sure, yeah. Oh. Which Makes sense. I've got, I've got a bit of a thing for this Darcy Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor by day, robber by night. <laughs> Come steal my heart, Darcy. <laughs> He's about to commit the robbery. He's like, handgun. <laughs> Bullets. <laughs> Cock it. <laughs> Give me everything. <laughs> Excuse me. Shoots them, treats them, shoots them, treats them. So he ends up charged with four armed robberies. And Darcy quickly signed up to be a surgeon in Sydney before he could be sent there as a convict. Right. So nothing's changed. That's how so it he, works. He gets yeah. in before the trial. Yeah. Right. Uh, so he's on the second fleet as an assistant surgeon and avoids the whole trial thing. That, and it worked? So because he was a surgeon, they couldn't put him... Well, okay. No, he, he... Before they put him on trial, he signed up to go... I mean, that's oh, bold. Okay, that's gotcha, bold, right. by the way. We're going to send you to Australia. You can't. I'm going to Australia. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as a surgeon, not a criminal. <laughs> yeah. Interesting move, yeah. Wentworth. Well played. On the ship, 17-year-old convict Catherine Cowley was chosen to be his, quote, sea wife. Right. You know what a sea, sea wife is like? They're the best. Wow. Uh, so... <laughs> that sounds like a... <laughs> it is like a voyage mistress. Wow. Yeah. But it's a trade-off thing. So you're either down in the belly of the ship with all the other filthy people... Or you have a... Or you get to go up and fuck the surgeon and stay in a cabin. Right. So I understand that that is terrible, the situation that those people were put in. But if I was put in that same situation, I would definitely fuck the person. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding I am, me? I'm yeah. fucking surgeons all yeah. day long. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking about just now. I'm not yeah. even talking about on a ship. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, cock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Turn around for butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I read about it is it's like, not as bad as it sounds. Like, a lot of women were like, can I please get in the cabin? <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> she becomes pregnant. 
Ah, sea baby. The, right. Sea baby. Yep. Well, because from all the fucking. Right. And, Caesarean. Uh, is that what you mean? What? Caesarean? Caesarean? Oh, a sea baby. Sea baby. Yeah, right, I didn't yeah. say Caesarean. Right. Oh, sorry. Well, no, yeah. we're not even there yet. Just It'd slow the fuck down. We well, just I got her know. pregnant. How long have they been on the boat? I'm just trying to get it, it out, out already. <laughs> they go over there. God, it's been minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after arriving in Sydney, she, so they, the ship stops in Sydney, and then he's supposed to be stationed at Norfolk. So that's why they go to Norfolk. Gareth, so, do you know where Sydney is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where is it? Boat ride away from Norfolk. Yep. <laughs> Check it. So she has William on the ship when they went, right when they get to Norfolk. The baby on the ship. She uh, held it the whole time. She was like, finally. Uh, the ship was named the HMS Surprise. <laughs> right. Well, and that feels like a little fun game show for the people on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what we're going to get. A sea baby. <laughs> So they live there for a while, and uh, they have more kids. So they're staying together. They either like each other, or they're just like, this works. Right. Um, they ended up moving to the city in 1796, and Darcy soon became a wealthy landowner and a big muckety-muck. So he, uh, he becomes a justice of the peace, a magistrate, a member of the governor's court, etc. Just a bunch of bullshit. Who cares? Catherine died in uh, 1800. Oh, wow. And Darcy adopted William and said he was his legitimate son. So he's like, this kid is a kid that I actually made. He's my boy, not some... Well, that was, that was really big of him saying that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you could adopt your own kid. That's a great move. Your kid's like five, like... Yeah, right, happy birthday, be, but yeah. I got a surprise. I'm adopting you. Yeah. I'm going to be your real daddy. How about that? <laughs> what? You, I'm your dad now, huh? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm going to get in touch with my dad and say, you could have done that fucking 49 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, we brought him here tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it's anyone but Andrew Denton, I'm fucking furious. <laughs> I, do, I just realized I had to have screamed out the wrong date at the start. Oh. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you said 1800 something, right? Yeah, it says yeah. 1861, but it must have been something else. 1761. Okay. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> that was a backstage gin. Wow. Right. Maybe the shit went around the wrong way. Mm. I could look it up. Do you want me to look it up? No. No. Yeah, that's a whole thing. I mean, thing. it's that attention to detail that really yeah. puts you at the top of the podcast charts. <laughs> 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 I bet you don't even know where Norfolk Island is, do you? I mean, I yeah, understand yeah. the idea of you getting like a few pronunciations wrong, but it's literally the thing you scream out at the start of the fucking show. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I feel so fucking terrible. And he's just looking at porn. Ah, what is this that? guy's deal? Far out. This is not the time. It's what he got when he said dates, mysterious yeah, dates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, he's looking at C-sex, it says. How do you right. do that with an ass? Ah. Okay, so he was born on August 13th, 1790, which is absolutely nothing like what... Right. It's not even remotely close to the date that I had. This Yours is, was June 24th. June yeah. 24th, 1861. Yeah, it's right. completely different. I think our main character would be dead by then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this story's all over the place. This is choose your own dollop. I'm a fraud! <laughs> so hang on, what was the real date? Oh, I gotta look we it don't up. know. We forgot. <laughs> we don't know. Why don't we give you 1378? We'll give you a shout mulligan. August 13th, 1790! <laughs> 
Ah, well, this is completely different. Oh, wow. Nowhere near the end of the financial year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Year of our Lord, Jesus Christ. I had so many good 1860 bits. <laughs> so you reckon Gareth couldn't do this without you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just making shit up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, so um, Catherine dies when he's 10 in 1800. So he's adopted by William, who then says, and the reason he says it's a legitimate son, because if you had a... Mm convict wife you didn't yeah. tell anybody about it oh it was like your secret shame yeah. sure and then and so afterwards he's like no she was actually my wife i just didn't yeah. tell anybody now but that so. she's dead i can reveal i fucked her <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were married isn't that great how this works <laughs> uh so soon after william and his brothers were sent to england to get a fancy education <laughs> i'm adopting you thank you what does that mean go to england yeah <laughs> Get out of here. Get we spent here. too much time together. I'm your daddy. So William was very smart, but very lazy. At school, he wrote poetry, drank, and gambled. Right. I mean, right. he sounds kind of fun, though, yeah, right? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good yeah, time. Yeah. Yep. A few dirty limericks, some drinks, he's yeah. working. Um, after graduating, he couldn't get into either the East India College Company or the Royal Military Academy, and he cannot get a job anywhere which he blames on being a currency lad. Uh-huh, right. So, well, Do you remember yeah. what that is? We talked about it uh, on last night's podcast. Yes. What is it? it, it well, I would love, I think that Hamo and Will don't know. Yeah. And my concern is that it's, uh, it's a... Uh, you talk a, about last night's podcast. There's been a lot of podcasts in the last week, amigo. <laughs> Look at that fly. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, there's another one. There's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> a currency lad is a Australian-born Australian born European... European. <laughs> Did we just time travel 30 years and I'm at theatre sports? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just as bad. Um, so the people who are British think they're above currency lads. Like okay, if you're yeah. born in Australia, you're, you're less than. Does that make sense? Yep. Still, yeah. still the same. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Got yep. it? Okay. Yep. While uh, many are ashamed of being native uh, born Australians, William is very proud of it. Okay. Uh, so he heads back to Australia because he can't get a job or into a college. Historian David Hunt, quote, William was a lump of a lad. Wow. With hmm. coarse features and an unkept shock of ginger hair. Wow. His disheveled look was complemented by a cast eye that stared disconcertingly over the shoulder of whoever, of whoever he happened to be shouting at. Right. <laughs> It's like a sandpapered Humpty Dumpty with a lazy yeah. eye? Yes. Yeah. 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 William was a, With some clown hair? Yeah, a little bit of tuft of clown hair. <laughs> William was an enthusiastic <laughs> shouter with a voice like a triacle being poured down a foghorn. He would Hang use... On, what, got poured, what got poured down the foghorn? Triacle, it's, uh, it's like, oh, yeah. it's like a, a syrup made out of like who, who sugar is, who, or... This guy's just like, you ever heard anyone pour syrup down a foghorn? <laughs> he talked just like that. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like the most relatable reference point. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's that dude's voice sound like? Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, you ever, you ever yeah. seen anyone put ketchup in a bullhorn? Yeah. He had one of those voices. Yeah. 
Not like those voices that have got jam and a saxophone. Yeah, you know, not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck those. You know, that's yeah. where jamming on the saxophone came from. Right. It's right. from the from old that, guys when yeah. they actually it's used like to It's like someone put jam. ice cream in a leaf blower. Yeah, one of those sort of throaty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mustard in a rocket launcher. He's yeah. one of those guys. You talking like, about like oysters in a cannon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a little cannon oyster, sure. Yeah. It's like Vegemite in a pickle oat. You know what it's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, we're a voice. Yeah. It's like <laughs> peanut butter in a no-bow. Like treacle in a foghorn. <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shouty, but real syrupy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A syrupy yeah, shout it. voice. Yeah. A, big, yeah. a bit echoey, too. That's it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to tell us something. Yeah. What's going on, boy? He should speak up. All right, settle down, pal. Right. Jesus Christ, that's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, the quote is still going on. <laughs> All right, sorry. I love this guy still describing. Okay, what he, else? He would use this formidable instrument to harangue any person foolish enough to disagree with him. Yep. So he's a yeller, and uh, he's got a walleye and a tuft of yeah, ginger hair. hair, and yeah, yeah, but he's got a. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> Soon after arriving, William won the colony's very first horse race on one of his father's horses. Governor Macquarie appointed William acting provost marshal. He was the first currency lad given a senior colony position. Now, hang on. Did he get this position because he won the horse race? Nope. Oh. He just he just won it. He won the horse race and he got the job because of his dad. Right. Oh, nice. So it was a good weekend. Yeah. 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 Uh, He was given a. 1,750 acres of land. Jesus. In 1830, uh, he, William Lawson, and Gregory Blacksland led an expedition over the Blue Mountains. They were said to be the first... They're here tonight. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. They were said to be the first to cross it, if you excluded the many Aboriginal people who actually had two routes through the mountains. Yeah, but... Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they were the first people to stop for scones. (laughs) They were the first people to ignore that history and declare it hadn't happened. Yes. Which is really... And and take the hardest way over. Right. While Aboriginals are probably like, there's a fucking road. We gotta... (laughs) Is there any syrup? I'm so thirsty. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Now, the colony did not seem to care about the journey. The day they left, the Sydney Gazette lead story was about a drunk drowning in the harbor. <laughs> and when they returned, the main story was about a cockfight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of us are going to make a joke about that, Dick. No. <laughs> the target was too big. <laughs> yeah, there's... <laughs> yeah. And I can't technically say anything because we're in the middle of an election cockfight and I work for the ABC. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get in trouble. But either way, it was a huge deal because on the other side was amazing farmland. And William, after doing this, was given another thousand acres. Nice. So he's racking up the land by just being around and... Being a white. White. Is he still writing poetry? Yeah, he does always enjoy writing poetry. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. The colonies... You've got to hear him read it, too. It's like putting honey in your speakerphone. Oh, really? Yeah, right. Mm. It's like putting Nutella in your clarinet. (laughs) Honestly, no. Oh, nothing like that? Oh, okay. Shit, sorry. Not sure what you're talking about. So weird. Wow, so sorry. Sounds a bit off. 
feel local. I don't even know what that would sound like. The other ones, obviously, we all... <laughs> right. Resonates. Yeah. It'd be like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know that oh, sound. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. The oysters in the can are... <laughs> yeah, we'll circle back to that one after the show, because... <laughs> we picked it out of a tree. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> The colony's military commander was Lieutenant Governor George Mole. Oh, yeah. I like the way he's looking around. He's like, anyone? Anyone? Any objections? It's Mole. <laughs> In 1815, a poem was published accusing him of backstabbing Macquarie. David Hunt, quote, of being fat, money-grubbing, anti-emancipist, bigot, and drunken lech who couldn't tell a proper joke. So it's a so hang on, is this wow. like the early version of like an Eminem style B Rabbit yes. diss track? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like someone's boom, written a poem boom, boom, calling boom, out. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard one shot, one opportunity. The colony offered a hundred pound reward for the name of the poet. Suddenly, William decided to go to London. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting move. Uh, there he sponged off friends and relatives in London and went to law school. He vacationed a lot, saying it was for health reasons. Well, yeah, wasn't. no shit. Everybody, that's everybody's reason. You'd be, he'd be like, I have to go spend six weeks in Rome because I... <gasps> Ooh, I'm gassed. Yeah. But, and, then he, and then he realized people would let him stay in their apartments and stuff. Okay. Um, so people were paying his way to do that, and he eventually became a barrister. Now, a barista. Mm-hmm. What do you? How do you guys? Which way do you guys uh, ruin it? Yeah, no, it's barista. Yeah. Are you guys talking about the people who make coffee? Yeah. No, 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 no. You're talking about the the court people, right? Yeah, like, the court people. Yeah, no, yeah. The barista. Yeah. <laughs> people are. He eventually became a lawyer. But what type of lawyer? Right. <laughs> Coffee. Right. Sh- sheep. Mm. John MacArthur Jr. let him stay in his apartment in Paris, and then he became close with the MacArthur family. William told his dad he wanted to marry MacArthur's daughter and set up an Australian dynasty, quote, for the future respectability and grandeur of our family. That's why you do it. He wants yeah. to set up a future dynasty? Well, if his family marries into the MacArthur family, it's going to be a giant, right. yeah, serious... So it's real love. It's real love. Yeah. yeah. But John MacArthur was not into ex-convicts and told William his daughter wasn't going to marry a convict's bastard. Ooh. Mm. Well, well, well. Okay. Now, he didn't know exactly what that meant, but... <laughs> from this day going forward, William would have a burning hatred for all things MacArthur. Okay. And he didn't know what it meant. I don't like the tone of your voice. You sound nothing like syrup in a foghorn. Well, he didn't have the whole story about his dad. Right. Right. Well, did you not remember that bit where he got adopted? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In 1382. You is know, that right? that's. <laughs> is that why my dad adopted me? <laughs> Makes sense. So, William, the whole time he's grown up, he thinks his dad's like a fancy, rich guy. And then he learns otherwise when an MP tabled a pamphlet calling Darcy a convicted highwayman. 
Mm. So this is the first time he learns about his dad. Okay. And William says he wants a duel. Mm. Nice. But then, he, but then he backs off when he, find, when he finds out that he actually was arrested for being a highway, highwayman. He but then the MP apologizes and says he's sorry he didn't mean to call him convicted. <laughs> right. He <laughs> was just a highwayman. Just a highwayman. Yeah. yeah. So he publishes a book in 1918. It's the first one by an Australian-born writer. It's an argument for New South Wales to have a free government, jury trials, and a free press. So MacArthur is fucking pissed. Of course. MacArthur's like, what is this shit? He said that a representative government, quote, would seal the destruction of every respectable person here. He was right. But to be fair to him, that's what Wentworth thought before he realized that he wasn't one of them, right? Right. Like, while the system was going to, like, suit him, he was fine to marry into that other family. It was only when he discovered that he wasn't going to benefit from the system that he was like, boom! Revolution! Shut it down! (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying there's any lessons in that for us in modern times. Yeah, Yeah. after he gets rejected by that family, suddenly he takes the opposite political viewpoint. Interesting. So the Peterloo massacre happened, which you know you, Obviously. Want, you can do a brief. <laughs> it's gonna be a long show. <laughs> uh, so a bunch of English people wanted whatever more rights and but just slaughtered them. So that happens right after the book comes out. So no one at that point in England wants any reform. So then William asks his dad for money to go to France for six weeks. And his dad gives it to him, and then he comes back, and he's like, I still don't have enough money to, like, look like a gentleman. Oh, it's all to look like a gentleman? Yeah, he wanted to have the appearance of a gentleman. Right. So a judge now somehow figured out who was the poem's author. Mm. And he outs William as the author, so William challenges him to a duel. Another duel. Another duel. Now, sorry, right. before we get to the other duel, do you have any information about, like, was the judge, like, had this been his pet cause? Like, had he been, he'd been investigating this poem this whole time? Like, do you know? Because I want to know. Like, he's like, I've cracked it. Finally. Right. It's I like th- a Dan Brown situation. Yeah. Yeah. The rhyming right. couplets and... I think it's because of the book, and he has the oh, opposite okay. political right. opinion, right? right? So this guy's stirring up shit. And it's also at a time when that's happening all over the world, so they're like, this is not, let's, yeah. Um, so William challenges the guy to a duel, but he doesn't just do that. He goes fucking completely apeshit and tries to attack the guy and has to be restrained by cops. I duel without you knowing! Yeah. <laughs> Surprise duel! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but duels also aren't legal, so he couldn't do it anyway. So then he writes another book, and he attacks this guy in his book, calling him a public scavenger and saying his report on Australia was, quote, nauseous trash. So the other guy had written a report on Australia with the opposite view, and he's saying, you're shit. How long are these arguments taking? Because it, it takes a long time to write a fucking book. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they could just have it out. Yeah, no, it, you, would, you would make your argument and then wait three months yeah. for a counter-argument. Yeah. Right now like, we're in 1861. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. And I would love that instead of Twitter. Yeah. Right, yeah. That'd be way better. Uh, I yeah. think you'd still get in a couple of jewels. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so what was happening was all of William's opinions are making the ex-convicts in Australia love him so every time these guys attack him he comes back and everyone in Australia is like this guy's fucking awesome this guy fucking gets us (laughs) and then in 1823 in a big win for William Parliament establishes the New South Wales Supreme Court and permitted jury trials 
Because mm. before that, it was military trials, which aren't as fun. Which, right. <laughs> so British Barrett, that means he could now practice law in, in uh, New South Wales. So he heads back. Um, he comes on a ship with another barrister named Robert Wardell. And upon, upon arriving, they um, sue the captain of the ship. Whoa. Is that oh, something you yeah, could do? What? We're here. Uh, we're done with you. We'll see you in court, you bastard. <laughs> you got us here alive. Yeah. Um, they said they had to eat salted meat. Their cabins had ankle-deep water. And worst of all, the captain had sailed before their 600 bottles of beer had cleared customs. Right. They have every right to sue him. Yeah. Especially Australia. I mean, honestly. Yeah, like, no, that's yeah. a, they were on sober boat. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crime. Yeah. Well, the judge agreed, and they got their passage fee back. Yeah, yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, you said beer? <laughs> Did they see the cartons of cigarettes as well that they had with them? <laughs> <laughs> so when William got here, he went fucking booze crazy in New South Wales. He got well, he, to be fair, he'd been beer starved. Yeah, he was yeah, beer starved. Yeah, that's how you do it. It's like a camel. They drink water before they go on their journeys, and they store it in their humps. Do you know nothing? Come on. Buddy, but I'm saying, so you think that he would have stored beer in his hump? He had just come back from a journey, and he needed to rehydrate with beer to put it in his humps. Buddy. I'm not going to slow the story down Everybody knows this. He's humps. He's humps. His lovely lady humps. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows that. His lovely Ailey humps. Yeah. So he is arrested three times for being drunk. Now in New so South Wales, he gets Wales. a promotion. Yeah, he gets a promotion. <laughs> they give him another thousand acres of land. <laughs> you get more land. <laughs> now in New South Wales, there's two groups: the emancipists and the exclusives. The exclusives want to exclude former convicts from civil rights. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm on their side, <laughs> of course. John MacArthur is an exclusive. On the other side, emancipists like William, pro rights for convicts. Right? They want more. Right. What America has. Right. I mean, the right to vote, the right, things like that. Right to Mm. fuck off, right to get shot in the face if you're 14. Oh, it's true. My kid has two years to live. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the comedy show. (laughs) God, if that happens, it's going to be weird. <laughs> I like how that's your first thought. You're like, this podcast won't age well if my son gets that happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just about to adopt him, too, so yeah. this is super awkward. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it would be so the most downloaded podcast in history. <laughs> Dave, stop talking. <laughs> Holy fuck. What's happening? <laughs> what if this I is can't... one of the one that Heather listens to every six months? She's like, so... Oh, I, I like thought your show was funny, but then... I like Will and Justin. Maybe this will be good. Oh, uh, yeah. What the... I didn't say she was going to die, too. Now you put it out there, <laughs> asshole. I'm just going to link her to this one. <laughs> Heather, this one's worth it. <laughs> Get to when he gets the date right. Start from there, and then it's... Muy bueno. And I love it. I'm staying out of this for when they play this in court. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's just Dave sitting in a box, just like Johnny Depping it, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Will vaping coming yeah. in. 
You'd want to be the lawyer who gets to ask him what date it was on, though. <laughs> Mr. Anthony, that would make you 211 years old. <laughs> I was having a lot of canned gin that night, sir. <laughs> MacArthur called emancipists, quote, renegade Jews. Jesus. Wow. Renegade Jews. I mean, wow. it sounds fun. <laughs> I don't know what's like. I mean, if someone was like, hey, we're going to go to the after party, the renegade Jews are there. I'd yeah. be like, I am renegade fucking there. Renegade Jews? Yeah, 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 fuck yeah. Shopkeepers, Amer- <laughs> renegade Jews, shopkeepers, Americans, and a man who had married a convict woman. Very specific at the end. Yeah, a man who had married a <laughs> renegade <laughs> Jews to like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> And a man who'd married a, con- a convict woman, Tambourine Sal, who made a living singing and dancing in the country fairs. What? He was talking about Lawson. He was specifically, he was like, that guy made a ta- married a tambourine lady. <laughs> right. I can't Dylan's tell song. you how many times I've read about Australian history and come up against the Tambourine Sal comment and been like, what in the fuck is... <laughs> it was like a thing people what? would say. Oh, it's fucking Tambourine Sal. And everybody would be like... <laughs> <laughs> but hang on, but what does tambourine Sal actually mean? Did you work it out? Yeah, it's, I believe it's based on a woman named Sally, but she performed around... It's one she person? Made a living, yeah, she made a living singing and doing fairs. Mm. Yeah. What and did her voice would... sound like? <laughs> <laughs> like an angel whispering through leather. <laughs> You'd know it. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Like an octopus being blown out of a cannon. It's a little <laughs> subtle. It's very somewhere. In another win, Governor Brisbane approved freedom of the press. Mm-hmm. So William and his buddy Wardell published The Australian on the 14th of October, 1824. It's Australia's first privately owned newspaper. Nice. Good and start. That's where it all went downhill. Good right? start, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's my favorite paper. The paper pushed emancipist and native-born causes. It also promoted William as the savior of the poor. And he took out a bunch of high-profile cases representing the poor versus the powerful. Mm. So again, poor people love this guy. Right. In May 1825, he represented a man suing a guy named John Payne for breach of promise to marry his daughter. Hmm. So, Okay. Is that legally binding? I'm going to marry your daughter. I'll see you in court if you don't. (laughs) Basically? Yes, it was legally binding. If you said you were going to marry someone and didn't, then they could take you to court. Really? You you better do it, buddy, or you'll be in a world of pain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can't get drinking, you know? I'm going to marry your daughter one day, sir. (laughs) I like you renegade Jews. I'm going to marry your daughter. (laughs) That's pretty good. I love how none of you guys picked up on the fact that he, he called people renegade Jews and Americans. Like, those were his two yeah. fucking cut. Well, be like, being like fuck Americans is pretty, you know, we've all thought that. Yeah. It's the renegade Jews yeah. I've got my eye on. So, his daughter's name is Sarah. And Sarah's employer testifies in court that she, quote, heard the defendant make love to the young lady. What? What? Who? Wow. Like, right. Wow. What did that sound like? Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like an orangutan through a mincemeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We 
you know that sound. Man. <laughs> Told you never to mention that again. <laughs> Sorry. It's like the Heimlich maneuver under a weighted blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like beating a rug underwater. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like fingering a fish without a license. Yeah. 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 It's like struggling to get out of scuba gear while calling out a lady name. <laughs> Denise! Yeah. <laughs> like, like orgasming through a conch shell. <laughs> I have so the they crunch. were just uh, testifying that you heard them fucking. I heard them fuck, Your Honor. All right, interesting. That's great. That's good testimony. Uh, uh, can I uh, go further with this questioning, uh, ma'am? Yes. Uh, what is it? Can you mimic the sound? I and... mean, it sounded like it went on for okay. a while. Uh, touch and your then... nipples. Touch huh? your nipples. It happened real quick. Go ahead and rub your nipples. Huh? Go ahead and uh, I mean, uh, rub down below a little bit. Permission to leave the witness box? Hold on, I'm almost done. I'm confused as to who the lawyer is. Yeah. <laughs> Can the jurors ask questions like this? Permission to treat my dick as hostile. <laughs> Permission denied? How does it work? The stenographer was like, uh, Sorry. groaning and groaning. A lot of parentheticals in this one. So, after Payne had sex with Sarah, people testified that he had sex with two other women. And William... <laughs> all these people are testifying? Like, yeah, that he's like fucking a uh -huh. lot of... And, yeah. I want y'all to come in and watch, make sure this happened, if that's yeah. cool with everyone. Did they I'm all looking for some cucks. Is it the same sex or the different sex that they're all testified? They, like, they've covered it, off all of it. It's different, yeah. He had sex yeah. with three and women. And people at right. all of the times, you're people not, found out about it. Yeah, yeah you're not... Yeah, you're I not, mean, yeah. I guess well, if you have... You know, he wants to be caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can hide the second or third one. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what did it sound like? What sounded like there was, like, a syrup in a foghorn. That was him for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. how he... That was him... <laughs> When he finishes, too, I hear it's kind of like syrup in a foghorn. Yeah, I say, way to ruin a fun bit, man. Wow. Wow. I think we could still get some mileage out of it, Will. Wow. Come on. Don't ditch it. <laughs> Killed that early, too. He's still got some show left. So, <laughs> William wins the case. But he also, during the trial, got Sarah pregnant. Right. Um, well, man, that's that's unfortunate. Right? <laughs> Not the smartest defense. Yeah. Well, let me go over your testimony yeah. one more time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We and have then... to end this trial before September. <laughs> but he doesn't want to marry her, so sure. Uh, Who got he... that impression? <laughs> he moves. He's her... going to adopt the shit out of that kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So he moves her onto the estate, and she has the kid. So. Now, William, at the same time, is working his way into respectable society. He helped found the Sydney Turf Club. Sure. He was on the bank of New South Wales board and pushed for low interest rates uh -huh. to help the people, which led to the bank's holdings falling from 123,000 pounds to 4,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. I, by the way, I think that we, can't, we just have to go back to the one person who wooed interest rates being low. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is a real indicator of the level of home ownership in Australia. Yeah. 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 It's them. That's the person. 
<laughs> By the way, a lot of people are like, what's your address? I thought he said something different. I'm <laughs> <laughs> house. Um, so the, the government had to bail out the bank, but the low interest rate rates made the poor people love William even more. So now he's the top defense attorney in New South Wales. In 1827, he successfully got a soldier acquitted of murder by arguing he could not be guilty of killing an Aboriginal man named Jackie Jackie because crimes committed by or against Aboriginals were not subject to British law. See, it's it's well, well, well. I, I, it's real hard to get behind this guy. Like, yeah. it's been a couple of times where I've tried to jump on board, yeah, but yeah. Well, you as soon as I knew he wrote poetry, I was yeah. out. So, <laughs> it's a, it's a good, yeah, but I've now learned, this stuff, good instance. I've learned that a number of times. Where I'll be like, "This guy's awesome." And yeah. Dave's like, "Ah, he killed his family." Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, all right. Have some more land. <laughs> that, after he set that precedent. That same year, another Aboriginal guy named Jackie Jackie was sentenced to death for killing a white guy. Oh, my God. So it works one way, but not the other. Jesus Christ. That's great. If you can imagine. Yeah, Yeah, no. William's father died. Pretty quiet. Yep. (laughs) William's father died in 1827, and he he started drinking. I'm unadopting you. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't really my boy. (laughs) So William starts drinking heavily, and the Gazette called him, quote, either a little cracked in the upper story or downright mad. <laughs> a little cracked. I mean, crack I love that a little story. cracked in the upper story is the good option. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just a little cracked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just a little cracked, man. Yeah. Things are also not going well with Sarah. She refused to register him as the father of their second child. Well, how's he mm. going to adopt him? Yeah. Mm. It might have been because he had another kid with the wife of a friend who had run off and left her, who he also put on a house on the estate that he owned. That's the problem with that much land. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, got eight families. He's like, yeah. don't worry. It's fine. Well, I'm going to go on a trip for a while. You won't see me. He just goes 1,000 acres, and he's like, Sally! Hello! <laughs> what are the kids' names again? That's right. We don't have any. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's get someone in here so we can fornicate. A witness. Yeah. Now, a woman around this time, a woman named Jane New, had a conviction overturned on a technicality. And Governor Darling, who was an exclusive... And a cutie. And a cutie. ...was furious, and he he revoked her assignment, sending her back to the female factory. So her husband hires William to get her out. So William starts fucking her. Jesus yeah. Christ. Wow. He should actually go back to writing fucking poetry. <laughs> <laughs> but she ended up getting out, not because of William, but because a Supreme Court judge fell in love with her. What and- is going on? <laughs> Right. What, like, what, there's there, not like, a lot of women. I mean, right. but on that level, though, where it's yeah. like a woman. Hello. It's, like, it, it's like Alaska. <laughs> Even then. Without the bears. There's no bears to fuck. So, I'm not going to. Pretend you're a salmon. Ooh. Yeah, they eat salmon, asshole. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why they swim, that's why they swim, swim upstream, upstream, trying to get away. <laughs> yeah. So. That would be great to see in a nature documentary. Yeah. Here he is, grabbing the salmon. 
oh dear, I don't know if we should be filming this. I'm hyperbating. It's a great joke. <laughs> There's a guy over there just like refusing to stick his dick into salmon unless it passes high things. And like, who's that? John West. He's <laughs> high standards. <laughs> Oh, the sound when you put your dick in a sound. All right, Dave, we keep reading, baby. Yeah. Um, so the Supreme Court judge forges papers to get her out of prison. Good judge. Hoping she'll elope with him, but instead she moves on to William's estate. Yeah. So yeah. she Wait, does she... get out, and then the judge is like, there's a caveat. And she's like, no, not really. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but she only stays on William's estate for three weeks, and then she bails on all three dudes, right? Her husband, William, and the other guy, and just goes to Australia alone. She's like, fucking nice. idiots. Yeah. Smart. Uh, so when it comes out, Sarah, uh, it comes out now because of all this is getting attention. And it comes out Sarah had lived briefly with William, and he said he didn't know, uh, sorry, the woman, sorry, Jane. Um, he said he didn't know she was there because she he was sick in bed the whole time. Mm. Hmm. That's weird, because normally when he's sick, he goes on holidays. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now Sarah's pissed, because this is all getting out, so William decides to back out of public life and fix his relationship with Sarah. Oh, okay. Um, and, he, and he marries her. Okay. <laughs> Finally. Uh-huh. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, Fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. So with all, there's a bunch of anti-government fever going on, obviously, and bush rangers are being seen as men who are fighting poverty in the convict system. Mm -hmm. They're like fighting back against the powers that be. Okay. One was John Bold Jack Donahue, who stole from the rich, and he was killed by a posse, and then a folk song was written about him. But Darling made it illegal to sing the song in pubs, which made it more popular. 
Right. Right, yeah. It's like explicit lyrics. So singers would just change the name from John Donahue to John Dowling, and then Darling got mad and passed the Bushranger Act, which increased punishments against Bushrangers. And the law also required people to show ID to cops, but if you're native-born, you didn't have ID. So if they ask you for ID and you're a native-born Australian, you'd get arrested, and then they'd have to take you to the place you were born, hoping someone would recognize you. Right. What? Wow. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Do you know this man? Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We're done. Yep. That's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're free to go. No, yeah. I don't live here. <laughs> oh, well, me, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> what a dumb law. Move in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I saw him come out of his mother right over there under the rock. It's the fucking craziest thing that I've It's heard. a nightmare yeah, for everybody. It's, it's a logistic nightmare. Like, if you're, if you're like a cop, you're like, please say, please say, please say you have ID. <laughs> I don't. Oh, right. fuck, we're going to Darwin. We got to swing by my house. My wife is going to be furious. <laughs> he doesn't have ID on him, so I'll see. Like, it'll be like five months again. <laughs> I thought he had ID. It's a really bad law. You should probably just be able to sing the song. To be, It's fine. All right, goodbye. Bye, Daddy. Goodbye. It's been so great to adopt you. <laughs> All right, this guy and I are going to go hang out for five months to see if anyone knows him in his home. This, like, even as I'm saying it, what the fuck is with this law? Daddy? Yeah. Why don't we just have IDs? Because uh, he's born here, so he doesn't have to. It, look, it's really, you're little and don't, I'm old and don't get it, so it's just... Crazy, but we're gonna like midnight run it together for a little while, I guess. And that's an old <laughs> reference. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm older than you, yeah. so I have access yeah. to these. That was way before I was born. That movie. Yeah, I recognize. Look, I don't even have time. I'm gonna go. I have to go with this guy on a road trip montage movie. Does that help? Yeah. De Niro was like a young man. This is, like, so weird that I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bye. Uh, bye, yeah. I mean, I guess it is a weird concept that two men would travel a large distance together to see if anyone recognized them. <laughs> wow. Just, wow. As we were having that fun, Will yeah. was just like... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Spraying a hose through a sheet on a washing line. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Putting a ping pong ball in an open alligator mouth. <laughs> Sometimes it sounds like shoving a, a grenade into an elephant's ass. Why are yours so horribly violent? <laughs> <laughs> My dad is dead. It's actually great. Didn't even um, adopt him. <laughs> so, God, where were we? Uh, 1861. Oh, people and IDs. <laughs> people and IDs, yeah. that's right. So more and more people are becoming bushrangers, and uh, William almost get, gets killed one time uh, just outside of his home. Just one time. Yeah, but the gun misfired. Right. Well. 
Um, but Robert Wardell is killed when he tries to uh, arrest three bushrangers who are committing a crime. <laughs> Turned out to be a bad idea. Right. So two soldiers, uh, at this point, two soldiers purposefully steal clothes so they will get kicked out of the military. Mm. And Governor Darling has them stripped naked, and 14-pound collars are put on their necks, which keep them from straightening their bodies. Ah. And then they're left out for days, and one dies. Jesus. And then the papers start attacking Darling, so he goes after the press. And editors have to register their, that they're editors, and the papers are being taxed. All papers are now supposed to be sent to the colonial secretary's office to be vetted. But then William finds out that no one's actually collecting the... They're just sending the papers there, and no one reads them. They just sit there in a pile, like a newspaper. <laughs> um, and so he puts that information out there, and the colonial secretary is embarrassed and calls William, quote, an infamous blackguard worthy of his birth being the son of an Irish highwayman by a convict whore. Jesus Christ. They really came fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. that's like... That's the colonial secretary. I mean, they do but... come hard. They always have. <laughs> they don't mess around. So, at this point, Darling tries to banish... Uh, repeat libelous, and that was it. The British government fires them. They're like, we're fucking done with your shit. Like, Good. this is crazy. Right. How the British government comes out seeing, like, the reasonable one is really fucking crazy. <laughs> so Darling leaves, and when Darling leaves, William has a huge fucking party. He has an ox, and he's six sheep are roasted. There's beer for all. 4,000 people come to a party. Wow. Historian oh David Hunt, quote, Wentworth shouting and laughing with a bottle in one hand and a bottle in the other, was carried above the heads of the adoring throng. Could've so people said, are fucking, Darling is like gone, and they're just like, this is the best thing ever. Right, and he's got a bottle in each hand. Yeah. So William is now one of the largest landholders in Australia. He's king of the squatters. Squatters, um, <laughs> they're, supposed to, point. <laughs> they're supposed to pay rent on like an honor system. Right. So you're supposed to just pay your rent, but no one. Great. Yeah. <laughs> So be. they so they don't. Yeah, weird. <laughs> the landlord's like, do you have it? No. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, you guys all enjoy this because uh, at one stage in Australia, we thought we could take on the world of Monopoly with our own homegrown game called Squatter. Yeah. And it was like Monopoly set in the Australian outback. But instead, like someone yeah. would land on your property yeah. and be like, "You owe me five hundred. They'd be like, "I'm not going to pay." I'm just living here. <laughs> okay, that's yep. uh, this game goes on for a long time, doesn't it? Let's keep going around. All right. So, so William had long fought taxes, but now he agrees to pay rent at a reduced rate, and then all the guys that he was working with are fucking mad at him. Um. So the government also didn't want to expand as it would make it harder to control convict workers. You don't want more. They, right. Squatters just want to keep expanding and having convicts sent to do work, but that's, um, well, we call it slavery in America. Mm. Um, yeah, but we never had it in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said that once on a podcast. Got a lot of letters. <laughs> Spent a lot of time doing a lot of learning. <laughs> Anyway, Letters. still knew more about it than the Prime Minister. So. <laughs> yeah. So, 
squatters want to keep expanding. The government's like, we don't, you know, we don't want to keep expanding because of the convicts. So Williams fought a long time to exclude solicitors from the court. So barristers could do all the colony uh, court work. We in America don't have that. It's coffee. Solicitors are not, they don't argue in court? Is that the difference? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Surprisingly, and it is even a surprise to me, I've never been in court. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't go to court for the... No, I no. was wrongly arrested. Yeah. Come oh, on. yeah, those people never go to court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm white and rich. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It makes a huge difference. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so whatever. There's a difference between... So anyway, what happened is finally they exclude solicitors in 1834. So this means William and his his other... They're going to get tons of fucking work. Um, There's nine of them. So uh, they have a giant party. They put a tub of wine in Wardell's chair since he's dead. (laughs) Yeah, as... (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> a great mo- Please do that when I go. <laughs> I'm going to start getting a chair just for that. Yeah. This is my chair, remember. Fill it with a tub of wine. They get completely shit-faced and toast good fees and plenty of them. Oh, wow. No briefs without the cash. So Whoa. What? Free-balling? Yeah, yeah. free-balling. <laughs> um, so William now... He's fucking loaded at this point. So now he thinks the rich should decide how government oh boy. money is spent. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. So he's, it's boy, he's really, yeah. It's weird. It feels like, yeah, maybe his not. His political more... opinions constantly align with his circumstances. Yeah, in life. yeah it's interesting. <laughs> Only those with property and sheep should vote. And sheep? Yeah. Right. Wow, this country's Makes great. Sense. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. Those yeah. with property. Yeah, you... And I have property. Sheep? No. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Still the same. Still the same. Do you have ID or do we need to go to your hometown? <laughs> what if you just have like one sheep and you're no. just walking around with it no. on like a leash? Do you get to vote? Yeah, no. I, I think the sheep should get to vote. <laughs> what if the sheep is your boyfriend or. I mean, most, Me. of, them, most of them aren't boys. Like, I mean, you'd know if it was a boy. They're quite. Distinct from the other ones. Oh, I don't, is, I'm not a farm boy. I, yeah. I grew up in a. Is that I mean, true? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you want to fuck a male sheep, it's like a ram, which yeah. I guess makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm fucking it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he said. Yeah. Good he for said, you. you what are you going it, for? If you want to fuck it, yeah. that means yeah. I'm fucking it. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. We're well, not, well, I'm all, sorry, do you have another fucked. arrangement in yeah. mind? Well, mate, then I'm, it's a ram. So you want to you name? Not, uh, mate, I'm not here to kink shame you. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Whatever <laughs> you want to do it. But that's a dangerous yeah. position to drop your pants in front of a ram and be like, yeah. eh, just to be clear, this is sexual. The ram's like, I'm going <laughs> to... I have one gear right now. Yeah. It is not bang time that way. Dave gets turned on by wool. <laughs> it's always yeah, been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 
The poor, he thought, should have no say. Quote, yeah. ignorance and poverty went together. Jesus, man. Wow. Mm. It really is just how it works. I yeah. mean, it's it, never, at least nothing never, never Yeah, it never yeah. changes. Never fucking yeah. Second, stops. you're like, I'm for the poor. You're in government. You're like, this is pretty good, actually. Fuck that. Yeah. You people need to elect someone who represents your values. We did. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, oh, I don't know. Access is so great. <laughs> uh. So his low opinion of the poor carries over into his home. Mm -hmm. In 1835, his butler led a mutiny. Wow. Wow. A land mutiny. Grab the salad forks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a great day to be a newspaper headline writer, too, with the butler did it. Yeah. They stole William's schooner and yeah. tried to sail to New Zealand. What? Oh, That's right. a weird mutiny. Like, right. just kill him. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh. When caught, the butler said, quote, tell Mr. Wentworth that if I had not gotten away, I would have settled him in another way. Yeah, do Poison that way. was found at the house. Poison him and then get on the right. schooner. Yes. Yeah. Definitely go in that order. He obviously you know, read it back to front, right? Yeah. 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 He yeah. forgot about the poison. Damn it. No, you we gotta, poison him. We, well, let's go back. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boat around. I don't know what to say. I, I stole it. Uh-huh. Boat around? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a U-boat. <laughs> <laughs> Not much, but I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some scraps. They didn't get a hiss. (laughs) Well, to be fair. After this, so William now is like, okay, I'm done with politics. And he leaves. (laughs) My butler tried to kill me. I'm out. This is like, these poor people really don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) What's their deal? He took my schooner. Um, So he leads others to lead the reform movement. So by now, he's gotten pretty much everything he wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got press freedom, the military juries are gone, he's got fucking tons of money, but he's still upset about stuff, but just stuff that would help him personally. Right. He often complained about the high pay of government servants, especially when the job did nothing for him. Mm-hmm. He kept getting upset and complaining that the co- colonial botanist was paid too much. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. <laughs> because that, right, because he's like, eh, he doesn't do much. Everyone's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He's a fucking botanist. In 1835, William co-founded... A botanist. Huh? Wait. What? I, I just I, like plants. I like plants. Sorry. I get $10 a year? <laughs> In 1835, William co-founded the Australian Patriotic Association to lobby England for representative government. Mm-hmm. And he made sure it had a $5, five pound membership fee to keep out the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. The association wanted to deny the poor blacks and women a vote. Jesus Christ. Mm. Like, that was hard. Yeah, like I mean, time. honestly, yeah. yeah. It's mm. Basically, our government. In 1837, the British House of Commons looked into transportation, and some called it a kind of slavery. And the result of this was Van Diemen's land sending convicts to public works instead of farms. So William loses his fucking shit. Because he just completely relies on free labor... And he had once written that the convict system was a barrier to free government, but now as a rich guy, he's like, it's fucking, it's the shit. It's now that I'm rich, doing. I realize how great it is. The grass is always greener, and it's getting a little long. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to cut itself, everybody. <laughs> Get someone over there. It's crab. So all this government shit he's not enjoying, taxing land, making him mm-hmm. to pay to squat, taking away his cheap labor, 
So he's like, I got to find a new place to exploit. Yeah. And there was New Zealand. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did he go through Norfolk Island or? <laughs> it's on the way. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> right. Straight shot. Oh, is it a straight shot? No. <laughs> you go uh, uh, north or south? Norfolk? Come on, buddy. You know the way we go. Which way are you coming from? <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so people had started buying huge plots of land for nothing from the Maori, and William bought 100,000 acres in 1838 and 1839. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's a lot to buy, but when you hear the price was nothing, it seems like unders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Why not right. have 200,000? <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't greedy. <laughs> And now missionaries in New Zealand are, are getting worried about all the land grabbers buying land buying land because they're buying it with guns. And the Maori are using them to kill each other. Maori. Maori. Okay, it's okay. No, that I mean sometimes we're being petty, this is a good one to get right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. What okay. just happened? It's yeah. all calm down. Dave's going to challenge a lot of duels. Yeah. What was he yelling? I don't know what he was. He yelling. just yelled the same thing other people yelled. No. <laughs> <laughs> what did he yell? I don't know. <laughs> was he being more of a cunt or less of a cunt? No, no, less. Yeah. He was being like correct. Yeah. He was being correct. Yeah. yeah. Was he correcting them or was he correcting? Well, they were closer than you were, but he was right Much on. Close. So yeah. he's right over them. Yeah. 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 Hey. So yeah. they were wrong? So if I say it like they did, I'll be wrong and he'll yell at me? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they're killing each other, which is apparently the least thing of this whole fucking story. <laughs> um, so the missionaries are begging the British to do something. So Captain William Hobson was sent to negotiate a treaty with the M. <laughs> so he's trying to get them to cede sovereignty to Queen Victoria so that way they would have more control over the land grabbers and, uh, and then purchasing land from the native people would not be guaranteed. So it's like a end-around sort of weird... It's kind of hard to... It's like, whose who's side am I on right now? What if nobody takes their land? But that's not an option. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, oh, yeah. Do you have ID? They're like, oh, my God. God. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Get the schooner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were born here. We don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, you don't understand the law of your land. <laughs> White people. So William hears on New Year's Eve that his 100,000 acres might be gone. Oh, my God. What will I live on? All that other land? <laughs> so four Maori chiefs worried about a large gun for land sale that they hear about. They come to Sydney trying to get the Queen's protection, and William acts as their attorney. I've got this. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> you need someone like me in your life. <laughs> So, yeah, he acts as their attorney in negotiations with the governor 
And after, like, our, I think our attorney's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, he has them sign a deed, which gave him and the captain who brought them over pretty uh. much the entire South Island of New Zealand. Uh. Wow. Wow. Fuck. Fucking hell. <laughs> so they're like, finally, we're going to fight the system. And he's like, you don't have any land that, anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> Damn, judge. <laughs> anyway, I guess I get all of that. The system just fucks you and yeah. fucks you. Speaking of that, I made one of your ladies pregnant while she was... <laughs> <laughs> I have a witness. <laughs> if need be. And he gave them... 200 pounds. Oh, my God. Don't eat. I mean. Unless the end of this sentence is of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of diamonds. And annual pensions between 20 pounds and 10 pounds. And for that, he got 20 million acres. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. I know. What a fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, how many what? fake wives and babies can he hide? <laughs> yeah. I honestly, he's going to be like, by the way, I need this. I have a million families. Just <laughs> <laughs> gives me a little breathing room, finally. 20 million. Million? million. He's also one of the richest fucking guys in Australia. Oh, he God. doesn't need. They never like need Jeff it. Bezos would be like, chill, 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 yeah, chill, yeah, chill. Yeah. What, what's your oh, deal? Down. Relax, man. You're coming yeah. off a little greedy. <laughs> you okay? Jesus Christ! What are you gonna buy Twitter? Calm yeah. down. <laughs> what are you nuts? <laughs> By the way, though, he absolutely would have been great on Twitter this too. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Like his tweets would have rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> So he tells them not to tell the governor about the deal until they had signed away their sovereignty to the queen. So he's trying to find a loophole, mm. whereas the contract that he did with them looks like it's not signed until after the queen's sovereignty deal goes through. So then he does have a guarantee to it. Right. It doesn't sound shady. No, not at all. But the governor finds out, and he's fucking pissed. A treaty is signed with hundreds of Maoris... Uh, it says spam. That's not the right word. Um, it was not in our inbox. <laughs> How were we to... Confine it lapsed. <laughs> but just hundreds of these of the tribes signed this treaty, mm. and Queen Victoria has sovereignty over New Zealand and guaranteed the chiefs exclusive and undisturbed possession of their land, okay. and they could only sell land to Britain. That's great. Mm. So she's like, yes. We think it was so unfair. <laughs> We've finally seen the light. No, no, no. But you could sell it to us if you like. That would be lovely. <laughs> Actually, if you... There you are. Sign that. <laughs> lovely. Smashing. We own 20 million. Don't you feel better? So that a bill was introduced to erase previous land buys that were unfair to the Maori. Mm. <laughs> well, not all of them. And William was pointed out as example number one of the most horrific fucking what? person. And he, what? He tries to argue that they should be able to do what they want with their land and sell it to whoever they want. They should be legally allowed to be ripped off by a white man. That's what he's just like, well, Good I should Lord. be able to rip them off. Come on. Um, and then it turns out the governor found out that he'd gotten them drunk before signing the contract. Well, right. oh, come yeah. on. And it's a contract in English, so I didn't even know what the fuck it said. Well, yeah. then why would he was like, just to be safe, I'm going to get them hammered. Yeah. 
covering every yeah. fucking base here. Gibbs, quote, he will never get one acre, one foot, one shilling for the land which he bought. He is not yet safe from prosecution for conspiracy. He purchased a whole island at the rate of 400 acres for a penny. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was like, they screwed me. Come on. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. 20, I can't get over 20 million acres. Yeah, so the bill is passed. He does not have that land anymore. Okay. And <laughs> Sir. Yeah. By the way, that's, that's the interest rate guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> He's probably related to him. Yeah. <laughs> We've got one homeowner, one developer. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the governor uh, removed William from the list of suitable legislative council members. Mm. Oh. So William wants fucking revenge yeah. on Governor Gibbs. Gibbs was told by the British to give Aboriginal people the same legal rights as other citizens of the empire. When's that going to happen? <laughs> he said, uh, cool your jets. Cops, uh, cops won't like that. There he, were... he didn't say cool your jets. Because no, people were like, that... what's a jet? He's like, this... <laughs> <laughs> it gets very hot, I would imagine. <laughs> so there's obviously major conflicts over land and food. And one led to the massacre of 28 uh, Aboriginal people after a cow was speared. The governor had the stockmen arrested. A bunch were acquitted, but by some miracle, seven of these Europeans were found guilty and hanged. Wow. And Yeah. That's the last and the, time. Um, and they're the uh, only <laughs> seven who've ever paid for their crimes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's it. William was very upset because this was a precedent Yeah. That Hurt his ability to clear land. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. He called the hangings judicial murder. Mm. Now he sounds like an American. Yeah. Yeah. In 1841, a depression hit, and sheep dropped to one fifteenth of their former worth. We're just so down. <laughs> we don't even want to grow anymore. <laughs> Just feel like I've gone from a white sheep to a black sheep, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 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 Not even uh, William is obviously, uh, obviously a little worried about this. <laughs> And so William and the other sheep owners turned their flocks into uh, basically soap and candles. Oh, good God. Oh. What the no, fuck? No, no. How the is, I mean, what? The sheep are like, wait, what, what happened? So what? we're done. Don't worry. It's, we're not. I'm, we're, I'm still, I'm, I hear you. I'm still a sheep, though. Like, I'm still the same well, the sheep good, I was two weeks ago. What do you mean? Here's the good news. Okay. We're done cheering you. That okay. has just become ridiculous. Okay, great, because I, yeah. I need a little bit of work now and then, but I'm... I'm well, we've got you a side gig. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. What, uh, what am I doing We're now? We're going to... Because right, right now... It always been... seemed barbaric, tape, taking all the... 
Well, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It just seemed like I mm. got I like the part where I get to walk around and eat though for a few mm-hmm, months mm-hmm. and then I come in for a haircut like Well, this. no. We're going to make you candles. I'm sorry. You're going to uh, We will turn I you all into candles. Turn me into a candle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds Your side gig. Like all of you. And it, I don't even think it's going to be easy to be quite honest. Uh, I'm not sure how this even will work. But we're uh, going to try it with all of you. Is this are you going to shave me for that? No, uh, actually, now that you pointed out, yeah, I guess we will have to shear you for that. So there's no good news. <laughs> We're gonna have to shear you, and then you'll all be candles. <sighs> How many candles do people need? Uh, hopefully, a fuck ton, because this is <laughs> things are bad, <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be that guy. But um, so the governor, Governor Gibbs, slashes government spending by two thirds. William survives, but he suffers a lot. He had been, here's the tragic thing of all this. He had been planning to convert his house into a mansion, but now he can't. Oh, man. This guy doesn't get anything right. Yeah. I wanted to move my 19 families under one big roof. Now I guess I'll have to keep writing. But after the whole New Zealand situation, William is in some pretty bad shape politically. And he hadn't kept convict assignment going, which upset his squatter base. Britain stopped transportation to New South Wales in 1840, so sweet cheap labor is wrapping up. And William said he wanted to spend more time with his family and quit public life. Which family? Yeah, I was going to say, how many? <laughs> it's a lot of options. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like The Bachelor, but with families. Yeah. You're all going to compete. <laughs> uh, he gardened. He entered floral and horticulture shows and won a contest with a huge peach. Not a euphemism. <laughs> what? Well, finally, I can get on board. <laughs> Isn't this what happens to rich people, though? It's like, you just do all this shit, and they're like, I grew a giant peach. And everyone's yeah. like, I love you. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's no, like, I mean, you know, if you're that rich, there's no account. I mean, you are no. saying, like, yeah, my life took a dark turn. Now I can just grow steroid peaches. And it's just, <laughs> I've lost so much. I'm the victim. Anyway, look at the size of this fucking peach, would you? <laughs> look at that. Imagine the pit inside of this thing. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I just even love the idea that there was a competition for who's got the biggest peach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Australian quote, his day has gone by, his opinion is worth nothing. Mm. Then in 1842, Britain approved a New South Wales Legislative Council. You had to be a man who owned land worth 200 pounds or rent for 20 pounds a year. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And have peaches? And have peaches. A big guy? Yeah. Uh, about, this, this is about 30% of, of dudes in the colony. So William's like, oh, that's me. And he runs. His opponent is named William Hustler. Not great. <laughs> not, not. I mean, that really gives you a leg up. I'm going to start a magazine for the whole fucking colony. <laughs> and you're going to see everything. <laughs> Every goddamn part. My lips wet. <laughs> I feel really good for everyone who's listening to this podcast who is not getting that visual. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and William Hustler went after William for being a coolie immigrant supporter. Yeah. William, who was actually very racist... Okay, you're going to actually have to 
differentiate between the Williams. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling a story where they're both called William. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about our William. Yeah, well, just please. Hustler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm calling Hustler, Hustler, okay, and William, yeah. William. Okay, cool. Thank you. Because <laughs> I, I am also William. Yes. So. Well, you're Will. This is a lot for me to be taking. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a shitty William. <laughs> you're going to enjoy this, Will. We find oh, an William. asshole one. Yeah. This is fantastic. So, um, so William is a- actually a racist who previously said Indian immigration was bad because it would lead to the racist mixing. I, I, so Hustler's angle is like, this guy's not a racist. And he's like, I'm super racist, asshole. Yeah. How dare you? I'm the worst. Well, he, that's who he used to be. Right. But now, without convicts as free labor, now he's suddenly super pro-Indian immigration. Oh. So whereas he's been on the record <laughs> so for years. So this guy, I mean, everything has just been based on financial status. Yeah, what, yeah. where he's at right there. Right, right. Cool. Hustler's slogan was, quote, vote for Hustler and no coolies. Just couldn't throw that up on the... On election day, William was ahead, so a mob of his opponent supporters, which the Sydney Morning Herald called, quote, infuriated Irishmen, (laughs) attacked and destroyed a Wentworth campaign tent. That's right. Now, the guy who was running William's campaign tent was a whaling ship captain, so he had his guys attack the Irish with harpoons. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What What just happened? Wow. 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 That is the original, that's not a knife moment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We're not going to run away from folks. They got harpoons. Run, 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 run. (laughs) 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 Hang on, is that oysters? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The violence then spread to other (laughs) tents and whatnot (laughs) And voting voting was suspended and riots went on all day So they, they, I mean, it's just a few harpoons and you're canceling a vote? (laughs) Weak (laughs) One person was killed That's it? But boy, was he killed. Yeah. <laughs> they but my the God, shit you've never yeah. seen someone killed like, like this is the, uh, this guy got fucking killed. <laughs> God, he looked like a voodoo doll. He was like, ha ah. <laughs> The next day. Seamus, will you be all right? I don't know, honestly. That's it. I made harpoons deep. <laughs> You're going to live, mate. I highly doubt it, honestly. <laughs> Not feeling great. Fucking shit, could have done a lot of last bloody airport. Just a lot of feeling a bloody pain cushion. Tell Cutty and tell Cutty that her poon's fucking hurt. If I don't make it. Oh, Christ, that's a big peach. <laughs> so voting resumed the next we day. We should shout our boots at some of the other guys. It's so funny when this guy gets it, though. Yeah. He's losing his mind. 
I love they just go back to voting the next day, like a horrible harpoon event. Well, yeah, someone place. was like, did we figure out a way to figure, you know, and some guy put up a sign that was like, no harpoon. <laughs> we should be good. Yeah. No. no <laughs> I think this will probably fix it. No harpoons within 100 yards of the polling yeah, station. Yeah. yeah. But everywhere else, they're fine. Because you don't want to just get rid of all harpoons. No. Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> You're not taking away my harpoon. <laughs> I should be allowed to go in a restaurant with my harpoon strapped to my chest <laughs> like a freedom-loving American. You can have my harpoon when you get it out of my cold, wet hands. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to stop school harpoonings is to give the teachers harpoons. Speaking harpoons. <laughs> love of God. It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> It's the way, it's how we are raised. Yeah. When, I'm, when I was seven, I learned how to harpoon my first whale. Uh. <laughs> God, America's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so he wins. William wins the uh, election. <laughs> Just because yeah. it's like running against the guy who's worse. <laughs> yeah, basically. A little bit, yeah. Afterward, he traveled out to Cumberland, where James MacArthur was running, and campaigned against him. So he's still fucking mad at the MacArthur's. Yeah. yeah. So he's just, like, stump-speeching just for... Just for vengeance. Right. Cool. Um, and his support but, is But key. also after being recently elected, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. He doesn't like, need to. Everyone's, yeah, but also everyone's voted for him to, like, like help run the joint. Yeah. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? Go and campaign against someone else somewhere else. Don't you yeah. have work to do? No. No, no. Okay. Job number one, fuck <laughs> MacArthur. <laughs> What's their harpoon policy? <laughs> well, his old friend Lawson was running against MacArthur, so he, he campaigns for Lawson, and MacArthur loses. And his, his support was key, they say. You're applauding, but is anybody good? No. <laughs> um... When the Legislative Council met, everyone wore frock coats and top hats, except William, who was in squatter's corduroys, which the Australian called, quote, a contemptible affectation. Hmm. He's still trying to act like a man of the people with right. all of his fucking bullshit. Right. Yeah. William was uh, an opposition leader against Gipps' government, and he introduced bills to help squatters during the Depression, capping interest rates and allowing squatters to mortgage their sheep, what? <laughs> what? You never heard of a sheep lease? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> he argued that England had once allowed mortgaging of human beings. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. great start. Yeah. yeah. But unlike property, sheep. So they that he. So he it was passed, but then England was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" So to England, he argues, well, you guys had slaves and you could mortgage people. And then, but unlike property, sheep break legs and could be killed. So Britain vetoed the mortgage your sheep thing. But what does that even look like? Mortgaging a sheep? Yeah. No fucking idea. Yeah. I, I read. A, I mean, I you would just pay like a sheep fee? You put And then some you like get down. the sheep and then some guy's like, hey. You put some down right, on a sheep. Right, you put that down payment. You, get, you, get a, you go to the bank. Right. And you get a sheep loan. Right. And then you pay the farmer for the sheep and then you pay the bank. Right. And then eventually fee. the banker's like, this is a subprime sheep loan. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fine. And then there's a big chili boon payment. Yeah, right. And then you're like, oh, I lost my sheep. Yeah, and then nobody from Wall Sheep gets 
prosecutor. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And they come and they and they foreclose on your sheep. That just means they pick it up. It's called fur closing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I agree. I wish. I desperately wish that you could still mortgage sheep because I just think it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, no. There'll be payday sheep soon. Don't worry. That's... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as usual, he goes after the high salaries of government again. <laughs> These and he, fat cats. He questions that uh, Governor Gibbs is making the same as the U.S. president. Mm-hmm. But when he was nominated for speaker, he quickly put forth a motion to double the speaker's salary. Right. He's consistent. You're going to say that, right? Government's great. Then he said the speaker should have a dinner allowance. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I mean, he's a little boy. Yeah. Uh, and that didn't go over well, and the council mocked him to his face, and people on the street started mocking him to his face. That's to great. his face. Yeah. To wow. his face. That's awesome. I, I also yeah. love that it's the dinner allowance where people have drawn the line. Finally. <laughs> Up until then, they're like, no, let's keep electing this like, guy. But like, no, no, if he wants a dinner allowance. Yeah, no pedemas for this guy. <laughs> um, William pulled the motions and declined the nomination. Uh, but it was. Because of so- the dinner allowance? Yeah, over the dinner allowance. He tried to take 20 million acres. Yeah. "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Okay. A bunch of his allies then stopped associating with him after this. Wow. So it just completely destroyed his his whole situation. So Mm. he then makes different alliances. So he just aligns with different people. Whoever likes him. He's like, I'll work with you now. And he passed the Wastelands Occupation Act in 1846 that solidified squatter control. Now farmers could not buy land squatters occupied. So this, this favors squatters, and right. everyone else is kind of fucked. So even guys who are pro-squatter are like, That's, uh, what the fuck are you doing? That's too much. Um, by 1850, squatters controlled land from the coastal border with South Australia to southern Queensland. He wins his next election. Right. Because <laughs> nobody pays the fuck attention to anything anymore. Right. Or back anymore. then. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back then, people didn't pay attention. To, yeah. <laughs> Unlike now, when voters yeah. are very keyed in. So now, after all this time, his financial interests and political interests are completely aligned with James MacArthur, his oh. old enemy. Oh, my oh, God. No. no. Oh. I hope he adopts him. Yeah. <laughs> so he has gone from being the common man's champ mm-hmm. to just now being the rich guy. And he says he will back MacArthur for speaker, but MacArthur turned it down because oh. there was no dinner allowance. <laughs> <laughs> dinner allowance wow. seems like a real sticky Stickly, point. Yeah. <laughs> So he was a really poor guy who uh, was a champion of the people and then he made money and then he lost uh, connections with the poor people and then he made connections with the rich people and then he'd lose connections with them and he'd just keep moving around and in the end you thought, what the fuck is going on with this cunt? So essentially, he's the original Dave Hughes. That's what's going (laughs) on there. With a peach. Uh... I'm going to stay... I, um, I just got back. What happened? 
Sorry, I had to go to the I'm bathroom actually, for a minute. Yeah, I know that won't for, work for you guys, but people listening at home, was not there. Didn't that was so quick. Hear it, you were gone for literally 35 yeah. seconds. That was amazing. Yeah. For a guy with bad hips, like really he moved quickly, quickly, didn't he? Yeah. It's nice to be back, though. Oh, by the way, I didn't mean to, I meant to bring this up before the show. Is there a dinner allowance? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, as an American comedian, I stay out of uh, international comic warfare. <laughs> and international comedy in general. <laughs> uh, anyway, shots fired. <laughs> Will's back from the bathroom. <laughs> it's gone again. <laughs> Um, so, William still wants to break away from England, but now he, does, he wants to set up an Australian aristocracy. So, Governor Gibbs pushes a bill to allow Aboriginal people to give evidence in court, and William's furious, and he fights it, saying, I don't think that should be allowed. That, for no reason. <laughs> he says it would be, quote, quite as defensible to receive as evidence in a court of justice the chatterings of the orangutan. Oh, my God. This is one of your guys' uh, hero. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I really, I, Again, I, can I just ask that no one bring up the orangutan? Like, I've already said it. Like, I've heard about the mincer. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening down there? It's, remember Justin said it was like an orangutan <laughs> going through a mincer? Oh. <laughs> is this person like an Australian hero? Well, but but don't do right winger like would I mean, ScoMo be like no, he's, he's a great he's man? A, he's absolutely absolutely not an Australian hero. We absolutely did not name an electorate that our former prime minister represented after. Yeah, that didn't happen. Definitely didn't happen. Definitely didn't happen. Yeah, and that electorate certainly isn't an electorate that favours the most wealthily. Like, uh, and uh, rich people and landowners. In... Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. 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 And I know be that because that's where I have to vote. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we didn't do that in America either. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Good for you and us. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Gibbs' bill to allow Aboriginal people to give evidence in court is defeated. Months later, the owner of the Kangaroo Creek Station poisoned seven Aboriginal men, uh. and the only witnesses were other Aboriginal men. Mm. Because Williams stopped the bill, they could not testify, oh, and the killer God. walked. Jesus Christ. 1848 was a year of revelations. Uh, revelations. Resolutions. <laughs> not <Whoops>. revelations, <laughs> no. They were still waiting on that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, revolutions across the world. Many people who did not have power fought for and won it. All of this very much upset William. He had once created a petition for voting rights of, quote, the entire free population, excluding women, Aboriginals, and foreigners, of course. And he now, quote, agreed that the ancient and venerable constitution that treated those who had no property as infants or idiots unfit to have any voice in the management of the state. Yeah. But peaches should vote. <laughs> Big, peaches. Ones. Big ones. Big ones. Big ones. So he's in a tight spot, though, because he was a rep in an urban area, but backed the rural squatters. And he was afraid the working class would rise up against him very specifically. So he stopped arguing for the self-rule for a bit. 
1850, Britain passed the Australian Colonies Government Act, and New South Wales could not come up with the ways to vote for two houses of parliament. So who did they pick to lead the reform? William Hustler. <laughs> A fellow named William Wentworth. He attacked an old squatter ally for supporting the vote for all men, quote, wherever the principle of universal suffrage has prevailed, it has been the signal for massacre and bloodshed. He hated the idea of Australia being a federation with states having separate local governments that sent members of Congress to a central government. And when he spoke against it, his fellow legislative council members jeered at the crazy idea. That, that happened. <laughs> but he knows an elected legislature is ine inevitable, so he switches it up. Hey, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Are there two of him? <laughs> Arguing men who paid more taxes should get more representation. For sure. But not Sydney merchants. Right, because... They didn't actually produce anything. Mm. What? <laughs> and Sydney had, quote, really nothing to represent except a large mass of people the most vacillating, ignorant, and misled body of people in the colony. Yeah, you know what? But look at that water, bitch. <laughs> A lot of pride. A lot of pride. Obviously, this means he's done as a representative of Sydney. On what grounds? <laughs> he wanted to be on a reformed legislative council that could veto the assembly's law. And his idea, as the leader of the reform, was for a council made up of squatters with inherited seats. Only those members who could serve on future councils, William Wentworth was basically offering nobility. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is what his old enemy, John MacArthur, wanted. <laughs> so it was like sheep kings and their sheep yeah. princes Ruling from a house of lords for generations. You would just pass down your seat to the next right, kid. Right. And that would be the government of Australia. Right. Based on sheep ownership, essentially. <laughs> ownership. Which is kind of what it is, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Opponents protested. William was mocked for being rich and drunk, as was James MacArthur. And Williams, <laughs> they're both like, oh, I mean, these two, and fuck Will already. Yeah, Williams, <laughs> <laughs> just get on with it. Yeah. How many seasons do we have to go through this? <laughs> <laughs> and Williams' awesome sheep nobility government plan was dead on arrival. Damn. The Legislative Council agreed to a constitution with new council members appointed for life, but with no ancient titles or it being passed to sons. And the new constitution had, had to be passed by British Parliament. William is now completely unelectable, but a really good speaker. So... I love that the guy who sounded like syrup in a foghorn, they're like, get him up on stage. This yeah. guy's unbelievable. It's like jam through a duvet, this guy. <laughs> so, so the council, who is just said his plan was shit... And they send him to England to advocate for the first Australian constitution. And so he goes there and he lobbies for it, and it's passed in July 1855. So William was hailed as the father of Australian representative government, mm. even though he was against it. 
He and adopted it like its own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he stays in Britain. Yeah. Life doesn't go well. His daughter died, and then his son. Uh, his son went insane from chemicals and batteries that he was developing. What? <laughs> Okie dokie. Hey, right. All right. So, uh, a little side story there. Yeah. 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 Like, All right. Battery. Just like a real uh, another episode of the Dolt. Next time <laughs> come back yeah. Let's hear about this battery wizard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what like this last move was making the watch battery. They were like, yeah. he's gone mad. It's, yeah. This is. But William did return to New South Wales in 1861. To 1861. Camp- we got yes. that. Yes. Oh. We got there. Hey. That's, now, and was it, was it June 24th? <laughs> you were just charting a course, weren't you, Daddy? <laughs> Pod pops. That's probably where I got that date from. Um, so this he came a, back. This is a new thing for you. Just shout the date where the story ends. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so he comes back to campaign for land reform uh-huh. and an elective legislative council. Thinks he had been 100% completely against, but the legislative council offered him the presidency of the legislative council and a 1,200-pound salary. Yeah. The exact type of large salary he used to rail against. But was there a dinner allowance? <laughs> it better have been. No mention. So he goes back to England and uh, died at 81 in 1872. Six to nine months later, he was given a state funeral in Australia. How many months later? Six to nine months. Oh, right. Damn. I thought that would be the most Australian thing of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. 70,000 people lined the route. Wow. 400 native-born, the currency lads, walked in front, but they were furious Mm. because they were joined by six, quote, barefoot and bedraggled aboriginals. The Sydney Morning Herald reported that they were clearly unwelcome, which disputed their claim to be, quote, native Australians. Today, William Wentworth is known for pushing self-government for the Australian colonies. Wow. What the fuck? I mean... And one giant peach. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to the peach? Yeah. Yeah. The peach got put into a sheep. Wow. Mm. Really? They thought it would turn into a double sheep. Mm. Instead, it just kind of melted. I feel like you're lying. (laughs) Uh, the sources are Andrew Tink's William Charles Wentworth, Australia's Greatest Native Son, and David Hunt's True Grit. Jesus Christ. All right. he, he, he was just a fucking... I, you re- I read that, I'm like, oh, he's an American politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, it's the first, like, he yeah, just, yeah, like, whatever, just, whichever way the wind blows. Yeah, that's personally. what I'll do, and yeah, I'll help myself out and make right. a bunch of money. But everyone else who founded this joint was good, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you guys were, uh, yeah. you guys have awesome yeah, yeah. people. Um, I couldn't find anything else wrong with this country. Yeah. You're really, really good, and, um, and you're, you're getting better. Yeah. You're, you're picking better leaders. Fuck, 
sir. Well, oh, that's inappropriate. Right, sir. I know. Uh, elbow wouldn't be wrapped that that wasn't comprehensive, comprehensive in anymore, I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is weird because I think, like, you, I mean, we're, we, you deal with such evil politicians now mm. that, you know, you just forget how awful people have... I mean, this dude is just the fucking worst. Yeah. yeah it's and, just, like, it's just all based on, you know, personal position, which it is now. And, and money. How much fucking money did he I know. Need? It's like... That's it's the so, thing. It's so psychotic. They... Like, the fact that he tried to own a, a New Zealand, and you're like, wow, what you 20 million acres yeah. is just, I'm, like... Look, here's the one thing I will say. Obviously, it was terrible that, like, he conned the Native people out. Well, he didn't in the end, so this was why. Yeah, but he did for a minute. But he was like, there, was, that's there were a two sto- days I where mean, he was like, fucking hey. That's a story to tell for the rest of your life, the day that you, like, fucking bought half of New Zealand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, at the bar in England talking about, yeah, I invented the Constitution in Australia and yeah. also once owned, for a brief minute, half of New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then people and are like, that's the greatest thing you ever did. You're yeah, like, yeah. you got to see a picture of this fucking peach. peach. <laughs> I got two. You grow peaches this size, you need some land, buddy. Let me tell you, you don't grow peaches this size and need, you know, 10 million acres. That's bullshit. <laughs> Plus, I got eight families. <laughs> I'm, a le- I'm a living nightmare. <laughs> I've adopted 19 of my own children. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for coming out. We appreciate it. Give it up for Will Anderson, Justin Hamilton. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs>